and welcome to Starting Right. I am Danny Mack, and I'm going to be here every Monday to Friday to help you get a great start to your day. So grab your cup of coffee, sit back and relax for the next five minutes as I help you start your day by starting right. C.S. Lewis wrote over 30 books in his lifetime. The most well-known, of course, are the Chronicles of Narnia. But today I want to talk about one of his other well-known books. It's called The Screwtape Letters. Now, if you haven't read the book, I need to let you know that The Screwtape Letters is really quite unique. Whereas most Christian books we read will talk to us about how God wants to influence our lives and how he wants us to grow to be more like him and to serve him and to share his love and grace with everyone around us, uh, The Screwtape Letters really is all about the opposite of that. You see, Screwtape is a demon, a fairly high-ranking one, and he has a nephew by the name of Wormwood. And one of Wormwood's first assignments as a junior demon is to try to keep a human being that he calls the patient from following God and living a life that God would want him to live. By the way, in the book, Screwtape calls God the enemy. Now, the problem for Wormwood is that he's not very good at his job. And so Screwtape has to keep giving him ideas and and information about how to deceive his patient and move him away from a relationship with God. And the more Wormwood tries, the more Wormwood has problems along the way. We see how inept Wormwood is very early on, because in the second chapter, Wormwood's human patient has become a Christian, which really gets Screwtape angry. Now, Screwtape and Wormwood must come up with a plan to keep this human from becoming effective, from being able to do anything in God's kingdom, and maybe even turn his back and walk away from God. Throughout the rest of the book, Screwtape and Wormwood plot to destroy every area of his human's life. They discuss sexuality, love, pride, gluttony, and war. Each time, Wormwood takes the suggestions of Screwtape and begins to work on his human, but his human usually decides to eventually pull away from it, which means another failure for Wormwood and which means more frustration for Screwtape. There's one instance where Screwtape tells Wormwood to prevent his charge from looking inward to evaluate how he can become a better person. Instead, Wormwood must get his human to concentrate on the hypocrisy he can see in the person seated down from him in the pew every Sunday morning. In another lesson, Screwtape tells Wormwood he must get his human to stop being so committed. The last thing that a human should want to do, according to Screwtape, is to decide that they want to live their life for the enemy, which is what Screwtape calls God. And if they live their life for the enemy, they're going to want to try to influence other people to live for the enemy, which is exactly what Screwtape and Wormwood should not want. The book ends with the human, the patient, dying in an air raid during World War II. And we're told that in this final moments, the patient saw God and realized that no longer could evil corrupt him. Screwtape admits that he has no idea what God is trying to accomplish by loving humanity and that he doesn't know what awaits this young man in heaven, although he does express some curiosity about what heaven might be like. At the end of it all, he reminds Wormwood that the penalty for failing to corrupt a human being is being eaten alive, and Screwtape himself will will be the devil to eat Wormwood. John chapter 10 and verse 10 really summarizes this entire book in one verse. Jesus said that the thief's purpose is to steal, kill, and destroy. 
but my purpose is to give them a rich and satisfying life. The one thing that Screwtape and Wormwood wanted to do was to destroy the life of their human. They did not want him to succeed in anything. And yet this young man, despite the attacks from Wormwood and Screwtape, built a relationship with Jesus Christ. And he found in his life what we see in Philippians chapter 3, verses 8 and 9. Paul wrote and said, Everything else is worthless when compared with the infinite value of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord. For his sake I have discarded everything else, counting it all as garbage, so that I could gain Christ and become one in him. I no longer count on my own righteousness through obeying the law. Rather, I become righteous through faith in Christ. For God's way of making us right with himself depends on faith. The young man learned that that was far more important. And at the end of the story, even through all the attacks that the devil tried to do to distract him and to pull him away, the man was able to keep and grow in his relationship with Christ and then know that he was going to go and be in heaven. Satan's tactics have never really changed. They've always been to challenge the validity of what God has said. Is the Bible really true? Can you really trust what it says? Can you trust God to do what he says he's going to do? We can see the ways the enemy works to try to deceive us and pull us away and cause us to think about the wrong things and put the emphasis on the wrong things, create wrong priorities in every area of our lives. We need to push away the lies and not allow ourselves to be enveloped within them. We can grow stronger when we are aware of what the enemy's tactics are. And our greatest weapon is our faith, our belief in Jesus Christ. Our weapon of faith is not just something to hang on to and use when we need it. It's something that we are to live by. And that's where the victory really comes. Have a great day, my friends. We'll talk again tomorrow. Thank you for listening today. And I invite you to join me Monday to Friday right here on Starting Right with Danny Mack.